All right. Welcome to our first uh, interview back at The Left is Dead. We are here with a very special guest. We have a writer, uh, journalist, author. We're going to be talking about his book and later on in the show here. Uh, Fritz Octave. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm good, Jim. How are you doing? Good. Good, good. Um, you want to start off, tell us, tell us a little bit about your background. You know, what have, uh, where did you start off? I know you live in the U.S. now, but what did you do in Haiti and what brought you here? Oh, basically, uh, I was born and raised in Haiti. Uh, I would say uh, most of my life um, I spent in Haiti. Um, I uh, was born in a, uh, I would say, remote in terms of lack of infrastructure and, you know, communications and words and stuff to get connected to the uh, central um, city, uh, the main uh, city capital of, of Port-au-Prince. Um, this is only 160 miles away, but for a country where you have a, a terrible lack of infra infrastructure, so it, it's looked like a, a, a world away. Um, so uh, that, that's where I was born. This is a, a town called Bongolopolis, which is uh, internationally it's about 70 miles away from Cuba, across the ocean, across the windward. Passage. Um, it's growing up there until up, up to age 12. Um, I, 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 my parents uh, moved me to Portland uh, to continue my education, and that's where I, I spent uh, um, the rest of my life before I, I moved to, to, to the US in the uh, in, uh, early 2000. Um, I studied uh, communication, so I became a, 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 a journalist in uh, the mid '90s. Um, I I was a reporter for uh, you know several years, reporting uh, many many issues that really uh, most mis mainstream media, traditional media, don't really care about. That they touch uh, people's lives deeply. Um, and that's 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 about it. And then I moved to the U.S. As I said in the uh, early two thousand, um, my transition a bit to uh, business. I have a you no know, business background, so I have a degree in uh, business. Uh, kind of connect communication and business together. And uh, it's most of my life here in the U.S. that's uh, uh, leadership positions and, you know, train, coach people, inspire people to do, to do well in sales and stuff. And uh, But I still stay connected back home. Like most of my family is still living back home. They have several siblings still living back home. And it to you know, depend on my support at times. Uh, still trying to find a way to help them. They have, they have the, the kids, my nephew, my nieces, and in every way I can, and all that people as well. You know, the Haitians and families is a big deal. Family is not just your immediate relative; it's extended really far beyond that. So um, that's what it is. And my my concern is just to see. Uh, you know, a better country, you know, a better place for people to be able to have 
opportunities people to have um a chance to succeed in life yeah and that, i guess that's kind of where i want to start out is um I, we'll go back through some history and, you know, we'll go into kind of modern Haiti because obviously in the U.S., the context, I mean, you see U.S. media now, you get the context that we get. It's not much. It's, you know, the president has been killed mysteriously. Um, the earthquakes, hurricanes, you know, things like these. We get news of this stuff, but we don't get news of anything, any regular events in Haiti. Obviously, you can see that here. Maybe you see a little bit more as you live in like in a community of Haitian diaspora. But we don't see anything, obviously, except when a tragedy happens. So uh, it's unfortunate because this country is wracked in tragedy, but at the same time, it starts out of such a hopeful vision. And I don't know, would you want to walk us through, um, I guess, just a brief history of, say, the revolutionary period and, you know, what changes after Toussaint's death and how things kind of go. But also, you know, during the revolutionary period, how did, you know, how did they fend for themselves? How did they actually fend off? every colonial power at the time and you know right. it's, it's an inspiration yeah he, he, it is uh it is really uh frustrating at time when you are from the side of the perspective uh when you look at how much potential the haitian people have and then for them and then how much history this uh Tiny place um, had uh, had accomplished, and in a good way, in a positive way, and then for us to be over two hundred, almost two hundred twenty years later, after we accomplished such a, a gigantic revolution that shaped the world, politically, geopolitically, um, but. Not only it's not talked about that much, but there's the reason, there's a reason for that I can understand. But it's not like everything stopped there at some point. So we never passed beyond that, that accomplishment. Um, as a Haitian, so I, I, so at times I feel like very frustrated to see that. But, I still, I still have hope, a high hope. That's uh, a, we want to talk a bit about my book, the concept of my book, but this, this is where my book um, comes and play, comes and plays um, in the sense that I, I feel like Haitian people, um, anyone who really, you know, from me, any anyone who wants to involve in Haiti um, can find some kind of inspiration to to change course. Um, yeah. We we go back to the to the to the history to to the revolutions. They say, you know, there are people that can you know, when they see talk talk about Haiti, it's always. This country of direct tragedy, or the natural disasters, earthquake, hurricane, poverty, that's all we talk about. This that's that's one part of the story, which is 
will to me is very minute, very small compared to what the Asian people is and then what we have published over 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 the last two two centuries. Um, when you at you look at you look at Haiti as basically the starting point of colonialism. Because in, that, in, that, in, that, in 1492, when Christopher Columbus landed in Mount St. Nicholas, which is the uh, uh, that uh, coast, coastal line of northwestern Haiti, uh, close to when I was born, there was the island, um, they, they called it Spaniola at the time when he landed. And owner of Spain, trying to claim it for Spain. At that time, this is a, this island called uh, I So was inhabited by a group of people, well organized, well structured, where the tools and our work. So at that point of time, the that's the, the once Christopher Columbus gets to that point to that uh, that that place, that place of the island. So they, that's that's the that's this the beginning of the movement. And I think the communism. I think there's a lot of social movements that happen that it, are people really let go unnoticed even leading up to today i mean um to just kind of jump through history real quick you see a big social movement movement that uh ironically starts when pope john paul the anti-communist pope comes to visit and kind of kicks up um liberation theology you see this is the resistance to devalier yeah, yeah. you know you took kind of like 1982 when when he he visited haiti and say uh, uh something was changed um and in regard to the Duvalier regime. Yeah. And it seems yeah. that the, the the new social movements arise each time that, you know, obviously the military backed by the U.S. or the U.S. occupation puts them down. But I don't know. Can you just explain some of the big social movements throughout Haitian history? Yes. So, so all of the social movements, see, it's kind of social movement and you can really understand if you don't listen to the context of the colonialism, they, you know, and they are fighting to get the best the, the place has to offer. We're talking about the minerals and, um, you know, agricultural, and it land is, is, is rich, is fertile, is, it's, 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 it's a very, it's a very productive land. So at some point during the, the colonial era, so he, he, was responsible for 60% of coffee and, and sugar, sugar exported to Europe. So in that, in that, the, that context, that's the fight. You know, you take, you start the start of the minerals, so the mining and soils and so starting from there, and then more from, from Spain, you know, enriching themselves with the grills and then the mine. And then most of the first, when the first coming in the 16, early 1600s, 
So um, they, they, they're more interested in, in produce in agricultural crops and for export to Europe. So, and, and that, that's, that's when you have the peak of slavery when they go, you know, went to Africa and start picking up the birds um, to, from Africa and enslaved them who were the, the hard labor and, and, and the plantations on the island. So this, uh, this, this all social movements starting there with, with us still from Africa. All right. So with Haiti being one of the more historically blockaded countries in history, like how how in your opinion has that contributed towards events in current day? How do how have these blockades affected the economic output of Haiti or just the general like standing of the country? Yeah, it's got a big impact. It's got a big impact on the standing of the country today. So, um, so uh, at the back, when we, we declared independence in 1804, so we, you know, external powers, you know, we're talking about uh, the U U.S. is very close to us. Um, U.S. had their independence in, in 1776, we 1804. So we like, you say, okay, two sisters are going to fighting for, you know, freedom, for liberty, for equality. It's right there. So we could we could embrace each other and and work together, establish good relationship, good diplomatic relationship, do trades and all that. But you know, instead, you know, you just you know, you know, get um, with the uh, European powers instead, and then left Haiti and then this on the side, watch them on the side, and not not recognizing. The Haitian independence until like over almost sixty years later. So that's really a trigger with them. Even though they created back channels, you have you still have some kind of informal trades. But then the fact that they failed to recognize Haiti diplomatically as a sister nation, so nothing could do could be done formally. So that's impedes. A lot of you know economic you know opportunities that he could have at the time through the trades with the U.S. And then you have one of the men Paris at the time, France and you know Spain with Britain, then Germany, so all of them. So they isolated the country. So you could trade, you could um, find a way, even though the war for independence kind of. Um, so we say reduce the ability the country had since uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the agricultural uh, lands was you know was put on the fire destruction during the the uh, the fight with France especially but um well so we still we, we could recover quicker we could we could still recover recover quickly quicker enough to be able to find to find ourselves where we were prior to independence in terms of uh, productivity to trade with others and it can uh, build a, a more prosperous economy. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that it's it's always been this sort of way where it's seen as a place to be exploited, but you know, when even during the Duvaliers, there were special economic zones with the United States that produced you know very low cost goods. 
And the thing is that I think it was always a threat to the U.S. because of the type of uprising it was here that led to independence. I think that scared them, obviously. And then the Monroe Doctrine gets enacted. How, uh, you know, what role is like the president just recently mysteriously was assassinated? You know, what role does the U.S. play around today? Uh, you know, obviously a lot of hurricane aid went missing from up here and things like that. What role is the U.S. still playing in um, sort of keeping Haiti down? Um, you, to, to understand uh, the role U.S. really plays, keep having played in Haiti, it's you, you need to go way back to the first invasion, first occupation in that 1915. So, you know, mm, after after independence, though, um, we struggle because of the blockades and all that. So we struggle to establish democratic institutions. We struggle with the, the indigenous army that was times and they have internal infightings for power. Everyone want to every general want to be president and all that. We have we have those internal problems, but. And what's the what's the US invaded in 1915? So everything kind of changing, the models, some kind of new new neoliberalism, you know, um, colonialism, where a form of kind of government well established some form of institution, you know, with the resemblance of what is in the US, even though it's not. It's not adapted to the Haitian culture and then what we really believe as 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 people, as a group of people, how we want to govern. But then they put first the the um they dismantled the, the, the Haitian army, the original army that fought the Napoleon Bonaparte army to liberate the country from slavery. They they destroyed that army and then put what to call National Guard, which is basically some some sort of the professional military system, so called, but it was just like a bunch of CIA agents, and you just they just they just uh, uh form this, they just um form, put that system together. So at the benefits of uh, national, you know, U.S. national interests and not really to take care of the Haitian people and build socioeconomic and development and, and so on. It's just a, a, a bunch of institutions of the, from the military to the parliament to the presidency, so you know, a system where it's typical of what is it's in the U.S., which is not when the US institution are very strong. So you, you, if have, you know it's not any one individual can move the institution here. But I mean Haiti, those institutions are it's just that those public figure officials, um, the 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 system is working just to benefit them individually. And then as well as they protect US interests. That's basically the, the narrative from 1915 up to now, up to today. It doesn't matter what, who's in power in Haiti, who's the, who, what form of government you see, you see virtually or apparently, but in, in, in deep inside of it, it's basically uh, at the service of 
what the U.S. national interest is. If it's that yeah. doesn't work, if let's say some uh, being, being Democrat or Republican anyone in power, any any power is dominating um, 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 the politics at the time. So whatever the, the agenda is, and then maybe you have to follow this. If you don't follow this, and then there will be the, you know the disruptions at home and back home. You see political violence in the capital city. You see this, this. There's always that invisible hands that you cannot see. Even though I, I that book, I, I blame Haitians for that because they they allow that to happen. Because you you have your brain, you have your your thoughts, you have the way you are thinking, you have your country, you have everything. So if you you accept because of those individuals decreeing, I mean, before the occupation. In 1915, the first occupation, remember, the rest have several, you know, three, at least three, occupation okay, invasion of Haiti. So, but it, the first one started in 1915. So, before that one, we were in a very collectivistic society. But I mean, from that period of time, we started to shift away from that. We become more and more individualistic. So, everyone see and, and look into their own pocket. If my pocket is empty, let me, let me, let me look for somebody. It, it doesn't matter if I, if, I, if, I, if I betray the national interest, I betray the country, I betray the, the people, you know, that millions of people living in poverty, it doesn't matter to me. They're suffering. They cannot find a baby if they, if they get caught working the farm. And then any any kind of for, for, for prevention system, any kind of you know uh, um, uh, medical um, um, facility to help, it doesn't matter as long as my pocket is filled with money. So it's it's become these things in the U.S. that kind of you know it that kind of culture in Haiti. So you I mean that's what you you see yeah, today. That's how we invest anymore. Yeah, that's what we're best at. And, um, and I noticed, I, you know, I was shocked to learn like the DEA agents who are living on the property of the president and the way you say neocolonialism, I think it's very much that because we don't seem, it's not even neoliberalism because there is no privatization of the structures. There are no structures at this point. You know, we've destroyed them all, right? You know? Yeah, so I think it's interesting that is yeah, it's like neo, it's like a Super like post neocolonialism almost, where it's like the country doesn't even have to have an infrastructure for the things we need it for, you know. And no, let, let, let me give you an example. You know, you, to, to, to get to your point, right? And so you see, maybe you guys haven't seen this. I'm sorry, this week, one of the Mr. Some Michael. Some mind, some something like that. I, I can't, I can't remember the name. But he's, he's the U.S. Charge uh, d'Affaires at the U.S. Embassy in Haiti. So this week he gave a speech like the like he's the Haitian president. That's... The Haitian language, like I've never seen this coming online. I've seen this before. That that. Only one time, I see I was alive and understand things. So I saw this was back in the mid nineties when I said was uh, was uh, said uh, the coup d'état. When I said has a coup d'état in nineteen ninety one, when the army uh, stopped him, 
the power. And then I saw the, the U.S. ambassador, ambassador um, back then was uh, this guy, um, this is a diplomat named Evan uh, Adams. So he was the only one who could recall that would speak Haitian language so well. And then, so he was, Alvin Adams was the, the center of everything in the 1990s. So, this guy now, the U.S. Ambassador in Haiti, is, is, that, is, is, a, is, a, is a photocopy copy of Alvin uh, Adams. And then he's, he gave a speech, and you know, this, his speech is what a, 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 a Haitian president would give to the Haitian people. So I encourage you guys to look for it. Uh, this week. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to look into that after. We'll put yeah. a link to it in the show notes. Um, these things are going now, so the way you come up to get species are okay. We will charge. We will we'll take care of you. Don't worry. We know. U.S. is U.S. has never been to me. Is will never be. I mean, we you and we're going to punish people who is making you suffer. We do this. We do this. You're the Haitian president then. Yeah, I, I can see it. I mean, that's why, again, the DEA agents were living on the, the president's property. It was such a strange thing to see that it's like. Yeah, so what, um, in your book, what, what are the um, contemporary issues you see facing Haiti that you would like to address? Um. The, the major things is unity. Because everything we talk about so far happened because there is a, you know, a cancer, a pestilence called division. So if we can find a way to reconcile ourselves, we do do a serious and sincere reconciliation in ourselves as one people. It doesn't matter. I mean, to me, I never believe in things like oh, this, this class, this, this class, all the gods in this, this, and this, uh, people of color, this, and the people, white people, this. Uh, this, this to me, it's like nonsense. Okay? We're, we're all one people, and we're trying to strike like natural disaster. If you have your, your, your mission at the top of the mountain in Haiti, and then that Hey, and your audio cut out there for a second. To sell rice and beans and, you know, all to, 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 to continue. Uh, You're kind of cutting out. When I force your wealth and wish yourself more and more and more, rather than that earthquake happen, you will blame the, the people grabbing the money and doing that. Sorry, your audio is kind of cutting out again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, is it open now? Can't hear you. No? No. Not quite. Okay. Not quite. Well, you... I, I, see, I see. I mean, my internet is solid here. I don't okay. know. Okay. Uh, 
I think if you just, I think it's you're, you're just talking too fast. I think the connection's not picking it up. Let's just, yeah, if you can slow down a little bit, that might help. <laughs> yeah, I'm still really on. Yeah. So, so what you say is this is a matter of what, 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 what is your status in society. But if you, you we are, we are, we are, we are real people. We, we, we like for them to live together. So we have to find a, a modus apparently some sort of compromise to make us live in unity and some unity that can make the society, society functions and then give people opportunity just to live, to, to thrive. So unity is one, but also um, it, it, mentally, like we need to work through mentally, because I think that we, 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 we have the physical uh, um, well, we, we, we were able to, to break the chain of slavery, but uh, mentally, it's like we still, because if you, if, if the diplomats are coming from a, 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 a foreign power, come in and give you detention, and you, 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 you accept it. So that means you are you still like not so mentally, even though you're not in the partition anymore, but mentally you still kind of stay bondage. So we need that breakthrough. That's the one thing, one of the things I, 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 I really elaborated in the book is that we need to find a way to clean our mind, get our brain, your, your brain balanced well enough to know to when. How to deal with uh, foreign powers? How to how to really um, what kind of relationship we want, and then how we 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 do it in a, in a fairly you know equitable equitable manner where where um we balance our interests while we don't we we not while not hurting anybody's interests either. Okay, so. Um, in the book, you're speaking on the past and, you know, economic woes, uh, but I, what are, I know you have, oops, sorry. <laughs> I know you have um, some solutions with Haiti, you know, for Haiti in the future uh, going forward. Uh, one, I believe, is you want to see Haiti open up to the wider world rather than relying on the U.S., I'd assume. Um, what yes. are some What are some other things that you, you know, you think that, the nation could do it on its own right now that would benefit it in the future? Well, first of all, we, we need to sit together as, 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 a, as a people to, you know, find a, a broad coalition of people or the different backgrounds, different specialities and people that know, you know, in different areas of life. So what it, what it takes to be successful and then we get that black coalitions and then to sit down and then elaborate an agenda for the country based on the visions, the vision inspired by the revolution, which is equality, fraternity, and liberty. So once we, we have that, when we, we have that, that, that plan in place, so now we're going to start to be able to put institutions together that can support this vision 
to elaborate strategy and plans that you know, could put in place that so and so that we realize this vision. Now, is there still a sort of complicated racial caste system in Haiti? I mean, does that persist to this day? Because I know it did for a long time. A lot of people think think about think about this as a reality. To me, to me, it's fake. Right. Okay. It's I'm, not. I know it was, you know, obviously it was used by colonialists to divide everyone in, into groups and yeah, things like that. But so because still this kind of thinking, you stay divided. Okay. So what about the power you have to be able to realize your dream as a country? So everyone has them in that's okay. So is is socially socially black. We right. have less than one percent of the population that is Indian. And then with the mixture of the black, so we have this this kind of uh, this people of color, we call them mulatto, but we also mixed race. But we're not even five percent of the population. So in percent of the population is black. Yeah, yeah, I think the whole outside world sees that nation that way anyway. Why not acknowledge that and come together under it, right? Be, you know, because that's what made the country strong at the times it was, and I think that's important. So yes. I, I, is that Would you say that's a theme of like going on in your book, too, is just the big uh, national unity, because that is what you have. To the, to the world, yeah. the, the nation has obviously always been a fear, right? A successful yes. Haiti has always been a fear. Yes, yeah, it, it's, it's a fear for anyone. I mean, we, we happen to have two countries on, on one island, Haiti and Dominican Republic, so we should have, it's an accident. Is it a political accident, historical accident? But it should have been one one place where the tiny island is not that big. So there's no place really, but enough place to have two countries. It's about 20, 30, 20 uh, million people living in that side of the Dominican Republic, the eastern side of, of the island, they, they differed off the western side of the island. Either. I mean, this is historical and it exists and then it will continue to exist. You have uh, the rest of the Caribbean, English speaking Caribbean countries, you know, dominated by Great Britain. Of the up to today, the part of the common system. So they all kind of even too because because that's that's what the uh, the, the the foreign powers, the, the imperial powers, the the, the stock fears and these peoples, and you know we have the same. Making you believe that we have the same people, but in all of the Caribbean, like 35, 37 so also countries, or tiny islands, still the same people. Africa. And mixed with some uh, because of slavery system. So and we have some people. So we can lead in fraternity and reinforce us or, 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 or you know some kind of uh, diplomatic relationship with trades and you know, commerce and all together, we exchange all together enough so so we we strong together. But then that's not going to happen anytime 
you know, Haitians, even though, I mean, really, most Haitians don't speak you know, English, they, they speak even Haitian Creole. I hate the word Creole, but I mean, I say Haitian, they speak Haitian. And then, and then um, you know, tiny percentage you know, well educated people speak French as well. Um, that's only, even now, some Spanish like Cuba, Dominican Republic, and then the rest is English. Um, you know, it's they make you feel like okay because of that, and then we lost some people. But then it's, it's, it's the accident of history that make it like that. Yeah, yeah, it's plus, accidentally a global nation. Carry it with it. Yeah, it's accidentally a global nation. Yeah, it's just pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Then, um, so I guess the last thing is I just want to um did you want to say some more about your book and then just tell people where to find it and Okay. So so the book is to make sure that um, a lot of things that not being taught or, or told about Haiti is out there. So that's the that's the that's the main reason why with the book. I want to make sure that you know being in the you know the perspective of a, a reporter, someone that lives in the country, you know. For half of my life, and then being a professional working in the in in in, in um in um in a part of world, so it's to make sure that people understand what Haiti is. Really, it's not it's not it's not a sum of tragedies. That's not okay. That's only a, a tiny fraction of what Haiti is. We have we have a a, a landscape of beauty. Uh, we have the nicest, one of the nicest uh, um, Caribbean beaches. And one of the, the you know, the beach in, um, in northern Haiti where where uh, Caribbean occupied is Labadee. So a lot of people going to Labadee, they think they are, they are in a different place, maybe somewhere in the Bahamas or somewhere. You know, sometimes they lie to them, they tell them they're not in Haiti. So, you know, because they make people feel Haiti thinking that. It's a it's a hell of a place that nobody nobody should visit. So you know a lot of you know the things. So we have a good so we have well, even exploitation, criminal um, exploitations, and and uh, for basically a lot of what we had, but we still have a lot a lot more left. So we have we 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 this is a ton of studies that. Is show that we have we have oil, we have rose, we have all minerals in there. We have uh, you know not you know, naturally it's a beautiful place. We have uh, top, you know, a lot of nice mountains for hiking, and we have valleys. We have oh about forty big rivers uh, so that that stream to the oceans that you know vividly like you see you will see the rivers. You know, flowing streaming into the into into the ocean. So, um, it's really you know a very uh, nice uh, tropical, um, uh, you know, weather. We have uh, a temperature in Haiti. Temperature in Haiti is varies between sixty and seventy degrees year round. You know, it's it, that's that's not something you find everywhere. And underwater. Sometimes we have a river. So some countries require to have at least one river. We have a very big, big one. You know? So yeah. um 
we 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 have so many so many so many different things that positive that you can talk about. You can talk about the generosity of patients as a people. And general, despite all these bad coverage, media coverage, I mean, the mainstream media will only report when tragedy strikes, well, like, like you said earlier. So, but, and then they left, they started on all the groups in Haiti, in Haiti. So we support each other, we have a mutual aid to each other. And I, I, I was born and raised in a, in, a, in a village, in a community where is almost no presence of government infrastructure whatsoever. But people live, they don't die. So they, they support each other. They live in good community. We call we have something called combate. Combate is like well, it's everyone supporting. It's my, my, my dad has a family, he's planning his family, so everyone has in the community coming to help. And then when they when is the turn, so we turn at them turn to help them so to help them. It's like that's what we do. If we get put their hands together. So we never watching the other neighbors' kids. You don't have to pay them. So we you know, we do this, you know, this and all these good things. So they tend to be to to be um destroyed by neoconism. Because when they come in, they come in with their own culture, then they make videos, and then they try to impose theirs on you, and then you forget who you are. You become a, some some sort of zombie. So that's that's the problem, the problem with Haiti now. But then, if we can find a way to see through this and then understand the dynamics, how to change it, and then everything will will will, will we have a better country, a prosperous country. So that's that's the thing. That's where I want my, my book to, to come handy in every hands and anyone that think of Haiti positively. So if I find some some things in the book that interested them, interest them in, in the way of what they can do and how they can do it. I'm definitely yeah. gonna I'm definitely gonna buy a copy because I, I I'm interested. There's not a lot of Haitian perspectives um on Haiti. There's very little on Haiti in the United States in English mm-hmm. to begin with. So yeah, I, I will definitely be checking it out. Um, do you want to tell people where they can find it or is it available? Yeah, for them yeah I prefer them to get it to my website. So I have my website is fixnowactive.com. Okay. Okay, so we'll put a link in. I prefer to refer them to that as a man, but it's is available everywhere possible book books are sold. They can be found on Amazon, Barnes and Google Books, Apple Books, and Barnes. Yeah, in, in the, if you read the books, as, as long as you tap in, you go any search engine, you tap in Haiti uh, between pestilence and hope, and you tap in my name and phone them for still afterwards, the book should come up and you you find a way to order to get a copy. It's available in, uh, you know, in, in the e-books um, and, and prints as well, uh, paperback and hardcover. Okay. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you yeah. very much for being with us tonight. I definitely want to, maybe we'll talk again after I read this book. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. you for your time. Have a good night. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Have okay. a good night. All right. Good night. Good night. I love my little girls more than anything. And I said to myself, oh, no, don't. You can't. Don't say that. But I had underestimated him. He went on. I would rather see my little girls die now, still believing in God, 
than have them grow up under communism and one day die.